0: A few different mavens one-on-one, and something that I've seen as a trend with a lot of the mavens. And whenever I see a trend, I try to bring it to the group as a whole because I'm like, if these are the ones that I'm hearing about, then it's very possible that more than, you know, there are more people thinking this way and feeling this way. So I always ask the Lord for a word specifically for those people. And that thing that I've been hearing over and over is I've been hearing people feel stuck. You know, I've had so many people just be like, Vane, I pray and I pray and I have prayed about it already, but I'm just not seeing the fruit. You know, I've been working and I've been, and I don't know what else to do. And I feel like, especially the Mavens, I don't know if it's like the kind of person that I attract or the kind of person that would be interested in Maven House, but I almost have nobody that has problem taking action. You know, usually people are like, I've done this and I've done this and I've tried this and I've tried that, but I'm just not seeing the growth. I'm just not seeing the fruit. I'm not seeing what I want to see in my business. I'm not seeing what God promised me in my ministry. I'm not seeing what God promised me in my family. And I don't know what else to do. And so I shared with them on those one-on-one calls that I want to share with you guys as a group, um, something that the Lord spoke to me about five years ago. So about five years ago, Rico and I were just starting to pastor the youth. And I remember that we were doing the first, it was the second youth conference in Segadores history, but it was the first one for me and Rico. And we had worked so hard. I remember I didn't even have kids at this time. And I had basically been just like 24 seven for months working on this youth conference, working on this youth conference. And the closer it got, the more nervous I got, the closer it got, the more I tried to do like the closer it got, instead of being like, we're close, I already did enough work. You know, um you guys who know me, you know I'm an enneagram three I'm just a very active, very you know hands on person, so I just made myself more and more nervous as it came and I remember it was about a week before the conference, and I was just a ball of nerves. I had so much anxiety, I had so much stress, I just had such a heavy weight on my shoulders. I felt like I was carrying the entire so the entire conference on my shoulders, and I remember feeling like the Holy spirit was prompting me to just go take a walk. And I think, you know, it's always good to take a walk because it's twofold. First of all, literally just taking a walk will help you with your anxiety. So that's a little tip if you, (laughs) but if you take a walk and you're also praying and you're also talking to God, then it's just, it's life changing. Try it every once in a while. So I go and I start taking a walk Um, And I walked to a park that was near my house and I just started walking around the park and I started praying and I was just like, God, what else can I do? What else can I do? What else can I do? And I remember feeling the Holy Spirit say, stop, stop. You have done enough. It is only your job to sow the seed. It is my job to give the growth. And I heard that so clearly. And I remember the Holy Spirit prompting me to go to the Word because another little tip I'll give you guys, whenever you feel like the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, if it is really the Holy Spirit, you will find it backed up in his word. And there are many times that I've been praying and I'll hear something in the spirit and then I'll go and I will word for word, find it in his word. That's how you know that God is really speaking to you. If you You know, and sometimes you'll find it word for word. Sometimes you'll you'll find the general sentiment, or you'll find something that backs it up. It won't be the exact word, but I do know that the Lord speaks to me a lot. Where I will literally go and I will find it, and it's you know, it's not even like a spiritual secret. Literally, sometimes I Google the things the Lord tells me. That's what happened with Maven House. Actually, he he. I was in a moment of prayer and I heard maven and I wrote it down and I had never heard that word in my entire life. And when I go and Google it, wow, lo and behold, maven in Hebrew means one who understands and in English means unofficial expert. And I was just like, wow, I guess this is what the Lord wants my ministry to be called. But I digress going back. I go and I type those words into Google and the Lord brings me to the word I want to bring to you guys today, which is first Corinthians chapter three, verse six. It's Paul speaking, and Paul says, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. The word that I wanna bring to you guys today, which was the healing word that the Lord gave me five years ago. And since then, it's about five years ago. Since then, I have used this kind of formula, I'm going to show you guys that every time I feel stuck, every time I feel like I'm doing something and it's not giving fruit, every time I feel frustrated, I pray a prayer of three parts based on these verses. And I want to teach that prayer to you today, because as I mentioned to the Spanish group, my purpose in these prayer calls is not that you guys pray with me and then you learn to depend on me for prayer that to me would be damaging to you. I don't just want to sit here and pray with you, even though, as you guys know, there are many moments in our church where we'll just pray together. But Maven House is a movement that wants to build prayer warriors. We're a movement that wants to build women who understand Women who are led by the Spirit. So, my purpose in these prayer calls is to teach you and give you tools that you can use outside of this prayer call. And if there's anyone on this call who has been feeling frustrated, who has been feeling like they haven't been giving fruit, then I'm going to teach you a prayer that I pray over and over and over in different seasons of my life. And so, we're going to go through this verse very quickly. He says, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. The first part of the prayer that I pray whenever I'm frustrated is I say, Lord, show me what you want me to plant. Show me my seed. What seed are you calling me to plant in this season of my life? And part two of of this part of the prayer. Second part is, and whatever is not my seed, help me to let it go. Most of the anxiety that we feel in our lives, most of the stress that we take on, most of the burdens that we take on, even though Jesus says, cast your burdens on me, my yoke is heavy, my burden is light. We carry such heavy burdens because we are not just doing what God asked us to do, we are doing what God asked us to do and 35 other things. And it makes it so difficult to complete the task that God asked us to do in the first place. I was talking to somebody on one of those mentorship calls and I said, if I ask you to walk from here to the corner of my block. You might be able to do it and you might be able to do it easily. But if you decide somewhere on the way to pick up a 50 pound backpack, you just made it harder for yourself. And don't get mad at me. Don't look back at me and be like, Vani, how could you ask me to do this? I'm not strong enough. Why do you give, you know, that meme? Why do you give your hardest battles to your strongest soldiers? And God's looking at you like, I asked you to walk. I asked you to do the first part. You took on all the extra part. And sometimes, you know, God is calling us to a moment of focus. He's asking us to do things very specifically, but we are trying to reach this unreachable goal of balance. And I was set free the day that I'll never forget. It was Christine Kane who looked at, I went to a, a women's conference with Christine Kane and she looked at all the women in that crowd and she said, stop trying to be balanced, because balance gives you this unrealistic expectation that you can be equal in all the areas of your life. You know, we think maybe I can't be a hundred in every area of my life, but I need every area of my life to be at at least eighty. And guys, that is unrealistic. God is not calling us to balance. God is calling us to focus. There are seeds that need to be planted in this season of your life that he's not going to ask you to plant in any other season. So focus on those seeds. Ask God to give you the focus. You know, not every crop is planted in every part of the year. We know that, right? We know that there is a season for oranges. We know that there, those of us that love that PSL, that pumpkin spice latte, we know that there is a season for pumpkin, right? That's why we have to wait the entire year. And after the entire year, they start bringing out everything pumpkin and they're not going to give us pumpkin in June. It doesn't matter how much we want it. They're not going to give us pumpkin in June because it's not in season. They didn't sow those seeds at the time of the year that you would need to get them in June. They sow the seeds at the time of the year where they're going to give the most fruit. So you get them in autumn. And just in that same way, there are seeds that God is asking you to plant now that are going to require your focus, and they are going to require you to be intentionally disbalanced, right? So, some of you guys are focused right now on school. Ask God to reveal to you what it is. But if you are focused right now on school, then you know what? Your career might not be taking off in this moment. Some of you guys, I, I gave the example in the Spanish group that there was a time where I was taking care of three babies. You know, I had two newborns and a son, and I wasn't writing a book. And for me, that was crazy. You know, I was like, I want to write a book. Like I had a book in my heart. I had a book in my mind. And I, but I couldn't write it because the Lord you know, reveal to me, this is not your season for writing. You don't have the energy. I didn't have the energy. You don't have the focus. You don't have the ability to write what I'm calling you to do in this season is not right. What I'm calling you to do in this season is take care of your little ones. So there was a season that I had to take care of my little ones and I had to pause the other things. You know, I could not have expected, I would not have given fruit if I would have been like, okay, so I'm going to dedicate part of my time to these, you know, very, very needy little creatures. But then I'm also going to dedicate part of my time to writing. And I'm also going to dedicate part of my time to getting another master's degree. And I'm also going to do ministry. And I'm also going to do that. And some of us are not giving fruit because we're not focused enough. When we try to do it all, we end up doing nothing. And some of us are not giving fruit because God is asking you for focus that you haven't been able to give. God is asking you to lay down some of the things in your life. And I know that that sucks, but sometimes God asks us to lay down things in our life because they're going to give fruit in another moment. It's not that he's saying no sometimes, you know, God wasn't saying you'll never write a book again. You will only, you know, just breastfeed forever what I did need in order for me to see fruit, in order for me to see those children grow, in order for me to dedicate what I needed to dedicate to them so that they can grow and be healthy. They needed my focus. They needed my focus. So I hope today that I'm setting someone free. Again, I was set free the day that I said, wow, I don't need to be at a hundred in every area of my life. I remember one time also I was listening to Stephen Furtick and Stephen Furtick said, you can't grow everywhere at once. You can't grow everywhere at once. Somebody take that today. You cannot grow everywhere at once. So what do you do? Do you drop everything and only take what you want? No, you drop whatever God is not asking you to do. The word of God says, obedience is better than sacrifice. I want you guys to catch that in your spirit. Look it up later, write it down if that verse is for you and memorize it. Obedience is better than sacrifice. What does that mean? It means God, rather you do what he's asking you to do and nothing else than for you to sacrifice your time, your energy, your peace, your life for things that he's not asking you to do. Be obedient. We always think that success, especially in this American culture, we tend to think that success rides on how sacrificial we can be. And that's why we go to God and we're mad, right? And we go to God and we're like, God, but I'm waking up every day at four in the morning. And God's like, I'm not asking you to do that. Yeah, but I'm, I'm reading seven books of the Bible a month. Okay, I'm not asking you to do all that. I'm asking you to have devotional time. I'm asking you to pray, but I'm not asking you to kill yourself. Lord, but I'm in 18 classes and I've got three under three. Okay, but I'm only asking you to do the three under three part. You're taking the 18 classes on your own. You guys get where I'm going? Some of us wanna overachieve so much and it's not that God is angry with us. He's just like, yeah, that's why you're not seeing fruit because it's not time for you to plant the pumpkin seeds. It's time for you to plant the orange seeds. And the orange seeds are the ones that I'm gonna give growth because that's what you have to understand. God is God, God does not owe us growth for things that he didn't ask us to plant. Letting that sink in. God does not owe you growth for seeds that he didn't ask you to plant. God will give you growth for the seed that he asked you to plant. God will give you growth for the seed that he asked you to plant. And he will give the growth. He's the only one that can. So going back to this three-part prayer, that's the longest part, I promise. The next one I'll do really quick. The first part is, God, what do I need to focus on in this season? What is the seed you want me to plant? Then it says, he says, I planted. Apollos watered. Apollos was a man of God that worked with Paul. He Paul would plant the churches and Apollos was very much a pastor who would pastor the people in those churches. So the second part of the prayer that I pray when I want to see fruit is first I ask God, okay, God, what What do you want to give me fruit in? What do you want me to focus on? What do you want to do through me in this season? And then the second thing I ask is, Lord, bring me people who are going to add value to that. Bring me people that I can partner with. Bring me people who are going to be a part of that vision. So every time I've ever started a ministry, every time I've ever written a book, every time I've ever done like that, I say, Lord, bring me the people. Bring me the person who's going to help me publish it. You know, even um, you guys might've heard my story with this last book, Knowing Jesus, where we literally weren't able to, Print in the United States and I went to prayer and I said, Lord, bring me the person who's going to direct me to where I I need to go. And a pastora in Colombia, La Pastora Maria Paula, some of you guys know her. Um, I reached out to her and I asked, and she said, Yeah, I have a printer. And she connected me with somebody in Colombia who has been a great, a great you know, opportunity for me to be able to publish my books. Those are the things that God does, but you have to take them to him in prayer. So my prayer, the first part is show me what are the seeds. The second part is who can help me water these seeds. And there are many things that God wants us to do that we are not going to be able to do alone. You know, some of you guys that are planning on starting businesses, some of you guys that, you know, maybe you just didn't have the best example of a marriage at home. And you're like, but I want to have a good marriage. Ask God to bring people to your life to teach you and be teachable. Ask God to bring people to your life to mentor you and take advantage of their mentorship. Take advantage of the things they want to share with you because you're not using them. You're not bothering them. God has sent them to your life to water the seed that he has put in your heart to do. Because the last thing that I want to leave on your heart today is that God wants to give you growth. God is a God of growth and he loves you. God is not a God of death. Do you know what happens to a seed? If it's planted and it doesn't grow and give fruit, it dies. And our God is not a God of death. He's not a God of failure. He doesn't want to see you fail. He doesn't want to see you frustrated. He wants to give you growth, but it needs to be the correct seeds it needs to be watered properly and nurtured properly and the last and final thing is that you and i both need to recognize verse 7 neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything but only god who gives the growth at the end of the day we need to understand that the growth is god's to give once i've done my part and nothing else nothing more nothing less once i've done my part then my the last part of the prayer is lord You give the growth in your time. You give the growth the way you want to give it because there is a part that is my responsibility, but then there's a part that is God's responsibility. And it is so freeing when you can go to God and you could say, God, I'm going to do my part and I'm going to trust you to do your part because one thing is for sure, I cannot do God's part. And a lot of the stress, again, a lot of the stress that we take on is because we're trying to do our part. We're trying to do Apollos' part and we're trying to do God's part. We're trying to plant the seed and at that we're planting too many seeds. Then we're trying to water the seed ourselves. We're trying to figure out how to run a business, how to have a marriage, how to raise children all by ourselves, which part of the reason why Maven House was formed was to create communities. And there's still things that haven't been seen in Maven House. There are still things that I'm planning and, and thinking and praying on to create even more of a sense of community. Um, And Maven House is going to have seasons, you know, right right now we're in this season where we're doing the prayer calls, but there's going to be even maybe a season where I have you guys pray for each other, you know, where your prayer calls are one on one you and someone else because the point that I'm trying to make is that there's a community that God wants to bring to you there's people that God wants to bring to add value to your life, allow it to happen. Because sometimes the reason we don't see fruit is because we're not planting the right seeds because we're planting a million seeds that don't need to be planted, that it's not even their season to be planted. Then again, we're watering ourselves and then we expect the growth to be on us. You know, we start ministries and we're like, okay, if this conference fails, for example, the, the, the example I was giving at the beginning of, of me doing that first youth conference with Rico, I kept thinking that if the conference failed, it was on me and God had to interrupt me and say, stop. You did everything I asked you to do already. Now I decide how many people I bring to your conference. Yeah, that's not on you. Your job is to do the conference. Your job is to get the word out there. You already did that. Now I will decide how many people come or not. And that, it might even sound like it was a bad thing. You know, it might even sound like I was like, oh, dang, are a lot gonna come or a little? But the point was, it didn't matter if it was a lot or a little because I had to trust that whatever came, whatever number came was of God because he gives the growth. It's not my job to give the growth. It's his job to give the growth. So we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna go into prayer now. Like I said at the beginning, I rather focus on giving you tools of prayer than pray for a very long time. You guys will see that. I'll pray for eight minutes, for 10 minutes. But what I want more than anything is to give you those tools where if there's any one of you who feels stuck somewhere today, if there's any one of you who feels like they don't know the next step, if there's any one of you who feels like, man, I'm so tired, I'm so tired and I'm so burnt out and I'm doing so much, I have been there. I have been there so many times. And whenever I'm there, the Lord reminds me of 1 Corinthians 3, 6, and 7. And it's funny because those are verses that they seem like they're not like the main part of the, you know, if you read the passage, you're like, okay, you might even skip over that. because It's just one little sentence that he says, but there's so much power in that sentence because Paul understood it's not all on me. Paul said, it's not all on me. I planted seeds. Then it was Apollos' job to water I had to allow other people to help me. But at the end of the day, God decides what he wants to grow, when he wants to grow, and how. So in your private time throughout this week, pray those three prayers. Lord, where do you want me to focus? Lord, who are you going to bring to my life? Please bring people to life. Highlight those people for me. Highlight those people for me. Sometimes we, we want God to send us help, but we don't ask him for the help. You know, sometimes we we literally don't go that extra mile to just be like every day this week, I'm going to pray for God to bring that person. Nothing can be seen in the physical that wasn't first released in the spiritual. That's, that's been my motto for this season of my life. We've got to release it in the spiritual. That's what being an intercessor is. And finally, Lord, help me to trust, help me to trust that you give the growth. Let's go ahead and let's pray. Lord, I don't know every single need represented on this call. I don't know every single thing that they're going through, but I do know, Lord, that they are your daughters. And I know that you are a God of growth. I know that you have placed dreams in their heart that you do not want to see fail. I pray in Jesus' name that you would give them direction as to which seeds are theirs to plant and that you would give them freedom to no longer feel the need to sacrifice and sow seeds that are not theirs. I pray that you would show them what their responsibility is and what their responsibility is not. I pray that you would show them seasons of their life, that you would reveal to each woman on this chat what season of her life she's in. If she's in a season where she needs to focus on ministry, allow her to focus on ministry. If she's in a season where she needs to focus on family, then reveal that to her as well. Father God, your word says that we need to become wise in the seasons. We need to become wise with our mission for this time in our life, just because something is something that you have for us, it doesn't mean that it's what you have for us right now. So I pray, God, that you would give us the wisdom to recognize those seeds. I pray, God, that you would give us the wisdom to recognize what season of our life we're in. In Jesus' name, Father God, I pray that you would provide abundantly and exceedingly beyond what we can ask hope or imagine. I pray, Father God, that we are able to trust that all increase, Every good thing, every perfect gift comes from above. I pray, God, that you bring people to our life that are there to water and add to our vision, Father. I pray that you bring willing people to partner with us in our businesses, to partner with us in in our In our ministries, Father God, that if there's anyone on this call who's been praying, God, provide a person who can teach me this or provide a person who can help me with this. I pray that you send that person to us, but I pray also that you give us the wisdom to recognize that person when we see them. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray for an increase in wisdom and I pray for an increase in prayer. God, if we truly want to see fruit, then we've got to be able to pray wisely and ask you for the fruit. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen.